Uh, we're going to switch gears briefly here, though, and uh, dip our toes back into the federal election waters and chat with John Iveson, who's a political columnist for the National Post. John, thanks for joining us this morning. Appreciate it. Hi there. Good piece here that you put together, uh, talking about Aaron O'Toole and what he's facing as we head into this federal election campaign. And um, he's got an uphill battle, right? He just hasn't seemed to engage. What do you think the problem is? I mean, even some of the more prominent conservative MPs aren't really hitching their wagon to uh, O'Toole as we head into this campaign. Right. I mean, I mentioned in that piece that uh, Pierre Poiliev, who's the six-time elected uh, MP in, uh, just outside of Ottawa, uh, if you look at his promotional literature, Eric O'Toole's name is nowhere to be found. I mean, I think that they feel that they're, many MPs feel that they're, uh, they're better off left to their own devices because the central campaign and the leader are like a uh, an anchor around their neck at this point. Yeah, and you never want to be in that position going into an election, um, obviously. So, is is there is there a way for him to turn this around? I mean, he he's in a position, you would think, and I've talked about this a lot, John, you would think, taking a look at the record of the Trudeau government and all of the avenues of attack, the Conservatives would be able to make gains. What's going on? How does he make this better for himself? Well, you know, there's no easy answer. If there was, then uh, I'd be charging gazillion of dollars to, <laughs> to honor people. But, but uh, you know, I think it, the polling suggests that he's unlikable, that his negatives have doubled while his positives, positive impressions have stayed pretty flat. Yeah. Um, my sense is that some of these polls are a little bit pessimistic and maybe even a bit misleading, and that it's more that he's unknown than unliked. I mean, I think that at the moment, very few people could pick Erno O'Toole out of a police lineup. Yeah, um, and that will obviously change in a campaign. I think the real problem is that he doesn't have a lot of time to, to turn things around. Um, you know, they're, they're they're trailing liberals by about twelve points at the moment. You know, they have the, most polls of the Conservatives somewhere around twenty five percent. Yeah, yep. the Conservatives have never polled at twenty five percent. Even when the party was split, um, the Canadian Alliance polled above twenty five percent, and then you add on obviously the Progressive Conservatives at the time in the, in the election. So I, I think that's a good question. I think it's going to be very hard to, to, uh, to win this. I mean, there, is a, there is a route to win, and that's by winning. Okay, but we, we, we seem to have lost John there. That connection is uh, is atrocious. Maybe we can try and arrange that for another time, Sarah. But, um, yeah. All right, I think we've got John Iveson back now with a better connection. Hi, John, you there? Hi, uh, Kate, sorry about that. No problem, no problem at all. It happens. Uh, Technology is a wonderful thing when it's not, except for when it's not. Um, okay, yeah. so back to the situation that Aaron O'Toole finds himself in. He's got, like you said, yeah, the polls typically show about 12% uh, that he needs to try and make up here if he wants to get even with the Liberals. Um, that's a lot in a very short amount of time. So, uh, you know, he needs something major, and I, I, I don't see that on the horizon. If he has, I mean, if what's gone on with the Liberal government so far isn't major, what could be? Well, I, I think the one thing, strategic thing that he has in his favour is that nobody thinks he's going to win the election. Yeah. And every election we've seen in the last, well, I've been covering up here for 20 years, and, and pretty much every election, in the final day, the Liberals appealed to the NDP, you've got to vote Liberal, to NDP supporters, you've got to vote Liberal to keep the Conservatives out of government. Mm -hmm. Now, if that is not a credible claim this time around, and at the moment it doesn't seem to be, then it's possible that the NDP vote would go up. And if you look at the electoral math, there are any number of splits across the country that could go the Conservatives' way if the NDP vote was 2 or 3% higher. I mean, talking to Andrew Shears people, in the last week of the campaign, they saw the NDP vote drop 2 to 3% in 
Ontario. And that cost any number of seats. Um, and, you know, you don't need that big a swing. Yeah, margins to, uh, are thin. Yeah, margins are thin. And, and, you know, 24 seats added to the Conservative column, uh, pretty much all removed from the from the Liberal column, and you've got a Conservative government. Now, that's a, that's a big... Uh, a big ask from O'Toole's point of view, but it's but it's not impossible. How much does he suffer? Like you mentioned, Pierre Polyev quite a bit in the piece, and I think you know what I think. There's a lot of listeners that I hear from fairly regularly that have a little bit of buyer's regret. Well, I mean, Polyev pulled himself out of the leadership race, but a lot of people think he'd be much more effective as you know the leader of the Conservative parties, and he's certainly been effective in the House of Commons. Um, how much would it help O'Toole if he actually got on board and worked along with the party instead of positioning himself for the next leadership race? Well, I mean, my point, I think, in the piece was that Pierre is a very effective politician. He is, he's an instinctive he politician, and he makes claims like, uh, you know, we need to close the gap, uh, you know, open the country up, make it easier to do business, which is, you know, these are uh, things that all Conservative parties, I think, should do. But he also has been hammering on the, the Bank of Canada. Now, would Pierre Poilievre, as Conservative leader, really intervene in the govern- governance of the Bank of Canada? Probably not. But you know, instinctive politicians, it's not about what you say, it's about how you leave your uh, audience feeling. And Poilievre has mastered that, and I don't think O'Toole has. I think O'Toole is a much more nuanced political figure. He's an experienced lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all a, it lacks a bit of energy and a, a little bit of pizzazz. It's more, you know, if we actually promise this, we may have to enact it. Um, so I think O'Toole could do to learn from Poilievre uh, from uh, from some of his political messaging and and uh, communication skills on the organisational front, you know, obviously they could do with people like Poilievre. I think they they were really foolish in alienating Peter McKay in Nova Scotia. You know, the the sort of lesson from Abraham Lincoln is that you build a team of rivals, the people you've just beaten in a, in a leadership, yeah. you you turn around and. Uh, put them in key positions and, and uh, flatter them and, and massage their egos and whatever else is required. Uh, O'Toole essentially alienated McKay, uh, you know, talking to people close to McKay, they told him not to turn up to the convention, that he wasn't going to be running in this this election. I mean, that's just shooting yourself in the foot. If anybody could help the Conservative Party in Nova Scotia, it's Peter McKay. And beyond Nova Scotia. Beyond, yeah, across the country, I would think. Yeah, I mean, he's a well-known figure. Right, and, and that's O'Toole's problem is that he isn't. He isn't. He isn't. Um, so what are you thinking? Uh, we're heading the election here soon. Do, can, can he make up this ground, or is he basically banking on a vote split on the left? I think he's banking on a vote split on the left. I'm th- I think he's banking on a good performance in the debates, which, um, you know, if you remember last, in 2015, uh, it was uh, Stephen Harper's communications director who rather rashly said if, if Trudeau comes in the debate with his pants on, then he will have exceeded expectations. <laughs> and of course, Trudeau turned up and performed pretty well. And then, uh, you know, a lot of people re-evaluated him after that. You know, I think that O'Toole, that campaigns matter and that things happen in campaigns. And he could find people re-evaluating him if he has a has a strong campaign. But I think, that, you know, aside from the fact nobody thinks he's going to win, the other big advantage he has is that nobody particularly feels like we need an election right now. Right, I mean, yeah. the, the Liberals got a budget through that spent $100 billion and more borrowed money. Um, you know, if they can do that, what can't they do? So while I don't think that there will be a huge backlash against um, the fact 
but through the calls of an election. Uh, everybody, nobody wants an election at any time. So, you know, always the first two or three days, there's, there's a narrative that uh, the voters are going to kick the bums out because they didn't want the election. Yeah. Well, that, that never happens because, you know, people just sort of say, well, okay, we're having an election and let's get on with it. Um, but I do think there's a distinct lack of enthusiasm, uh, particularly when the ballot question is, uh, Justin Trudeau, I want, a, I want a majority. And if you go all the way back in the history books to, to uh, Lester B. Pearson in 1965, he essentially campaigned on the fact that he wanted a majority. It was, uh, I'm for a Pearson majority. And he didn't get one. Yeah. Um, you know, at the time, the Pearson had a pretty steady minority. And he came back with one, and it would not surprise me in the slightest if exactly the same thing happens here. Yeah, I think that's what people are looking for. John, always a great chat. Thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Bye. That's John Iveson, who is a political columnist, uh, who's been... The title of his column is Showing Aaron O'Toole a Path to Victory. Uh, you can read it in the National Post.